0: Hi, welcome to the Comfort Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that threw me off. Well, um, this is episode six. Uh, the last one was um, episode five, where we just spoke about Bloom and you at the same time. Um, and if we're doing anything on film, I'm wearing the same shirt because we're filming it on the exact same day. So we're all. Yeah. Um, we do nothing for a long time and then we do everything on the same day. Mm-hmm. So. So, uh, in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about track three and track four of our um, latest record, Experience Everything, Live and Die. That is Love, Change, Hope, Pain, one word. And Love is a Flourishing Forest, Floresta, Florescendo. Not one word. Not one word, no. (laughs) Like seven, so... (laughs) To kick us off with Love Change Hope Pain. Um I think Marcus wrote this one instrumentally straight away as like a um inspired a little bit by the balance composure record. Um can't remember what it's called. What's the record called? It starts with an N. The last one anyway. The one with the the light cover, um Composer. with some pink I and stuff on it. I Wanna say what? No, no,
1: I don't think I don't know actually I can't remember. No. Anyway. But yeah, it's a classic. Marcus right. writes the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, everything in there, ready to go. Um, and then I took a crack at writing vocals, and I honestly struggled a lot with this song. Oh right. Um, just it the like the phrasing was tough. Um, just yeah, had to like kind of go a bit differently to usual. Um, and it's it's one. It's also like hard to talk about what the song's about because it's kind of just like, like kind of stream of consciousnessy. Yeah. Like just a, about stuff.
0: I guess as a listener, because I had very little to do with recording or writing this song, um, this song almost like encompasses what the record is about. Yeah. Like it's just about experience, and it's mm. it, you you. It seemed to me like you were writing about um, the totality of experience, like the 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 mm. every aspect of it, from like literally love, change, hope, pain. Like yeah,
1: exactly, and that's kind of why it's hard to talk about because it's kind of just about everything. Yeah, this
0: song's um, about everything. Let's start talking about love as a flourishing forest. Done. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we could. No, no. But but yeah, it's um just about. It's just about questioning and feeling and and kind of knowing that, and it's about culture and um, being anti culture. Mm-hmm. Anti-current, our current culture—the the way our society has, yeah, has headed.
0: Like you wish we were back in Roman times.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish um, our life expectancy was thirty-four. Um, <laughs> actually, that would be pretty sick. <laughs> You're two years left. <laughs> Um But not like technology-wise, because for some reason, that's the only way people can seem to think about like progression of cultures like well we've got ipads now we're better off um yeah the, the, the way we feel and think and interact uh with each other and the the world and nature and not in like a hippie way in a like just like
0: would you say in like our sense of purpose is a little bit is it's like it's deviated oh 100 yeah.
1: well there isn't much um mm. for for most people um it's kind of it's this it's We've um confused like comfort with progression. like yep. everything's gotten more comfortable mm-hmm. but not much has gotten like like has happiness increased in the Western world because I'm pretty sure like every rate of like depression and chronic disease has ridden dramatically, yeah, um in the last thought you know since our culture has kind of
0: which leads to people thinking and saying things like i wish our life expectancy was 34 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: um bit it's kind of just yeah it's it's uh, everything in our society is designed to um lessen the totality of experience um just like in in some great ways but in some bad ways like like psychiatric medication is um is about kind of making you more consistent, but that cuts. It's cutting off the highs and the lows, yeah, and yeah. Letting you making you just in this middle zone instead of like using those feelings as signals to hey, why am I feeling this? You know, depression. It's like it's a sign that something in your life isn't right. Not that you're necessarily doing anything wrong, but that your environment is not like. Is not good for you. Yeah, um, yeah. whether that's self-inflicted. Or otherwise, like that's what the that's what the feeling is meant to do. It's meant to make you think about yeah why you are feeling this and when and for me um, being on antidepressants, um, uh, which I am currently trying to come off, um, but they uh, for me it's this. You just it's like it's nice in the beginning because it's. It, they're painkillers. They're emotional painkillers. You know, it's like um, if you t- if you you know have a fracture in your leg and you want to continue walking on that, you're going to get pain. But if you take a painkiller, you might actually be able to you know walk around a little bit and do things because the signal's not coming through anymore from the painkillers. Yep. But the fracture is still there. Yeah. And it's going to get worse over time, and you may increase the painkiller so that that symptom doesn't come through anymore, but the break itself is still there. Yeah. And for me, that's a lot of what um, psychiatric medication is. It just gets rid of the signal, but it doesn't take away the, the cause. Yeah. And then, um,
0: you know, most... So, so not, not to like um, totally... Put down um, like SSRIs and SNRI antidepressant, anti anxiety uh, medication, psychotics. Yeah, I was just gonna run through all the um, <laughs> all of the anties. Yeah. But yeah, not not to totally um, like oh, like beat them works. down. They have their place. Well, they they
1: hundred percent have their place, just yeah. like painkillers do. But it's it's the um, well, they're, they're not. They shouldn't be the first. Thing that yeah. they they what they what kind of all our modern medicine is they they not last resort but they're quick yeah. and um they're quick and instant and they're in place of a l- incremental lifelong change yeah like you can take um, statins which are uh, any Uh, Blood thinners, they help your cholesterol. Or, um, I just read recently that if you take, uh, if you consume the right amount of flaxseed, it's the equivalent to um, twenty milligrams of uh, cholesterol lowering drug. Right? Um, Yeah. So like we've gotten
0: derailed quickly. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But
1: that's that. Like the point is, our culture is trying to. It's. Like it's well intentioned but it's gone in this direction of anything negative we want to stop, even though some things you like yeah. we've stopped learning from experience. Yeah. And we're trying to we're trying to create this culture that is divorced from the real world and divorced from, you know, learning and growing and yeah, we want everything fancier and more comfortable Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's at the cost of um, personal growth and like and disagree with that there's a reason rates of antidepressant use has increased Um, in the first year of uh, in the last two years it was the highest rate of uh, adolescent presentation to um psychiatric care ever in queensland so like every rate of mental illness is growing and but we've but this is the best time to be alive look Mm. at our computers and our computers and our computers and
0: our social (laughs) media yeah that's all i'm actually like semi like sort of reminded about um i think it's johan Hari's first book no lost connections oh yeah so second book i guess oh sorry sorry. Yeah, yeah 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 the concept but yeah, so how like um it SSRIs or um antidepressant drugs are like designed essentially for you to take dim your experience to a level where you can go out and actually actively seek ways of um, improving your experience yeah. and improving your mental state through the like the beginning step is the drug. It's not the end step you don't take it and then stay on it forever and and keeping that middle level it's supposed to just bring you up that tiny little level so that you can go out and and start to find purpose Mm -hmm. and and fix all of those other things in your life that have been broken
1: the the problem is with that is that's not the framework they're given in they're given in here you go see you later yeah diagnostic framework instead and they're they're and they're given to you and all well and good to say be on them for a short time but anyone that's kind of researched it or been on them themselves will know that there's certain ones the one i'm on for example called venlafaxine um they can be awful to come off um like there's there's literally support groups like online for um people trying to come off um certain types of antidepressants because they're they're really difficult and the and most people find that they don't get the right advice from the people that are meant to know about it. Like Sykes would say, Oh yeah, just go off it. You'll be fine in a week. Um, but there's, there's really serious side effects and, um, both physical and emotional. And it's, it's a really kind of, it's yeah, it's, it's just like, here you go. And, figure it out and yeah. there's very little um, information actually given like m- most things I've learned has been on my own not yeah. from you know proper sources and there's it's yeah it, it is what it is to maybe we should go back to the song but <laughs> it that, it's kind of that's what this is what you come here for medical advice <laughs> <laughs> um, and from I don't unqualified and, and people. if you're if like if you're listening to this and like like I'm on antidepressants. I'm not mm. talking about it from someone who doesn't know the experience. And it's it's a it is a complicated thing because, um. The unfortunate thing is they well not the unfortunate thing is they do work, mm. um, but they don't continue working. Mm. And
0: um, if and you described it to me once as it being like squashing your experience yeah. into like a. Like you're just putting a pillow over the emotions, and it's like dulling everything down to this like very narrow frame of um, existence, I guess. Yeah,
1: and and there's there's you know, no one, no God, because this is one of my like most looked into topics. I you know I, I know a lot that doesn't get told to people, and there's there's just a lot of. Effects that these drugs have on people that we don't even know about. Like, yeah, they don't even like Google like how do antidepressants work, mm. and they don't know yeah. most of the time. Like, they literally don't know. Mm. Um, they just know that they do work. And I, uh, my, my thought would be, it does it, it reduces rate of depression, but it also reduces. The maximum happiness you can feel. Yeah, yeah, it definitely um, brings your baseline yeah, of. It reduces. It everything makes everything, everything less. Mm. And for for someone like me, like certain people learn different ways. So like, if you're like everything that I do and think is in response to something. So mm. I, if something comes, a feeling comes in. And then response to that. If I'm not getting feelings coming in, there's nothing for me to act or respond to. So for me, antidepressants have been like difficult because I better my life in response to negative something happening. Yeah, right. And I can't do that if I don't feel anything. Yeah. So it it can be complicated. I mean, just go online and look at the amount of people who have said antidepressants ruin their life. Um, (laughs) And, you know... I I read accounts from people like, literally every
0: week because yeah. I'm I'm looking into this a- and, and again we're definitely not trying to discourage anyone from going on antidepressants. No, th- but that, that, that's, go into it knowing what you're doing.
1: They're, yeah, they're they're um they're a great thing when they're needed, but there are other steps you can take and um you know that they are what they are. They're for when you really need them because they like they kept me alive when I was like really depressed. And that's, that's why it's a complicated thing because they've, they have given a lot of benefit. Um, but then when they stop, you kind of have to face the problem all over again and you just kind of have a little breather there for however long you're on them. Yeah. And then something happens and it depends why you're on them as well. Like if, uh, you have, if you're undiagnosed autistic ADHD and, slipped through the cracks of all the experts um, for 30 years and were given any depressants instead, um, it's not fixing the problem because the problem isn't you're depressed. It's, um, you know, society's fucked. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, you know, but, like, that's what this song is in response to. It's wanting to feel things and wanting to experience things and, like, shit things are shit. But like so much of the worst things in my life have like they make you like it's all cliche as fuck but it's made me who I am and all the negative things have given me knowledge that other people don't have and like I wouldn't be in a band if I hadn't experienced any negative emotions. Because yeah, that's yeah. in response to that. Like
0: Yeah, none of us would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like you can't write songs about being happy. They they're shit songs. Yeah. Um, you know? Um I don't
0: know. Have you heard the Beach Boys? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. The Cadbury song. Um <laughs> but you know, that like that's what this what this song's about. And I, I you know I don't love talking about it on the podcast, but um it's very it's very autistic because it's the song kind of it's it's wanting to know the truth mm-hmm. regardless of what culture is saying yeah yeah, yeah. um and it's it's wanting to know answers and it's wanting to ask questions about taboo things because the way um for me my experience of my combo of brain things mm-hmm. is If I, it's like, it's building a picture with information. Like autism is kind of like using, like it's building a picture of the world with raw data rather than cultural um, hive mind learning that I feel non-autistic people do. So like I receive information and if the information I receive is like, there's not enough info here that makes sense even though this person is saying this is what it is, My, I need to go, I don't understand this, so I need more information on it. And this can be about good things, bad things, whatever, but it's wanting to understand it. So it's wanting to seek out more information about a topic because there's not a complete enough picture for me to understand it. And the way my brain works with ADHD and autism, it's constant searching for new information and needing to get all that information then. yeah. So... One of the lyrics is, um, "We can question without hate." Like, I'm not going to go into anything particular, <laughs> um, but there's there's a section of society that, well, there's it's there's it's just how people work. Like, it's, uh, an opinion on something will be the what's held in the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, it's like the
0: opinion of the tribe, not the opinion of the individual. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if you even if you just want to know more
0: Mm.
1: or you agree ninety nine percent, but one percent you don't, yeah. The focus is always on that one percent. And you're like, no, no, like I I agree, but I just think it might, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we have this culture where you can't clarify or Push back or you're automatically you're
0: lumped into a different section yeah. of society that ends up being cancelled
1: yeah and and i think that's that's going to be a really big learning thing for our culture over the next couple of years as more information is coming out about neurodivergency that i think we're going to find that a lot of neurodivergent people have been wrongly persecuted just for wanting to understand something yeah um because they're their brains my like they need the full information because it doesn't like most people just like like oh god i'm gonna go so fucking off topic here <laughs> like with ufos and uap um <laughs> most people are like not where i thought i was going <laughs> sure <laughs> Mo- most people are like that's not real yeah don't need to think about that now for someone like me who looks into it more than most people there's enough like there's a there's you, there's the data there and that data doesn't make sense yeah so my brain goes I want I need more data yeah to be able to know yes or no and for the last however many thousand well actually only in western world that's been demonized as not true mm-hmm. but now even though this has been not true we have NASA the Pentagon um, admitting it's true um, committing millions of dollars to study it and and so, something that had been said wasn't true for so long, and that have people have been saying, people who are into it have been saying there's something there, have now been um, validated. Yeah. But there's uh, a but, sec-
0: but there even still is like that whole, like um, the first time you hear something, even if it's wrong, is the part you remember. So, like, if you've got this, this, oh, well, there's public opinion, I guess, of, of a lot of these people. Um, in the ufo research space this is not what i thought we were going to talk no. about today um but there's people in the ufo research s- space that have lost all credibility for being in that space despite credible extremely credible like nasa yeah uh, like um, there was um u.s government
1: like there was there's um jay allen hynek who was mm. um part of project blue book who was hired by the government to be set upon every case of um unexplained phenomena and the cia would say go to these people and make up come up with a reason as a scientist why this is fake and he there was one case where a guy was driven to suicide because of this and then after project blue book shut down um Hynek was like i've seen too much i can't be on this side anymore and then started looking into it himself yeah because He'd seen information that didn't make sense with the "there's nothing here," Mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of that's how my mind works, and I think a lot of people's mind work. It's not like this is what it is. It's what is being told doesn't explain all this stuff. Yeah, and there needs to be more. Like, there's something here. I need more to figure out what it is, and the there's nothing there doesn't satisfy because. There is something there, you can see data for it. And like I wanna I I like asking questions. I yeah. like looking into things and we have this culture of this is what it is, accept it, or you're whatever side you're on, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. one side it's it's d it's called de individuation mm-hmm. where you adopt the belief of your in group. Um, and it's the problem with fucking literally everything in our society at the moment what one group does the other group says is bad and then when it's reversed it's reversed and there's just no critical thinking it's one side good one side bad and then when you step outside of that both groups are fucking idiots um (laughs) and everyone's the same it's just it's just tribalism everything is tribalism and it's i used i think i've said this quote before and i said it in that autism article it's like our brains are the same brains mm. where we were bashing each other to death and had a life expectancy of 20 and 30 um, and hunter-gathering, hunting and gathering and now we have really fancy technology but our brains are the same. It's why billionaires hoard stuff because they're hoarding resources yeah. and it's why it's the ex- explanation for everything but no one thinks about it. But tribalism is what's dr- driving everything as being used to drive further division between people because all you have to do is say that side's bad, that side's good, that side's bad, whatever, and people adopt it as their personality. Yeah. Um, and you have what happens at the moment where you have all the rich people doing all the bad things, but all the all people like us hating other people like us because they were told <laughs> to hate other people like us. You know, it's the whole—the yeah. immigrants are stealing your job <laughs> so you hate the immigrants. But then <laughs> they took <our> well, <laughs> You have no idea what I'm talking
0: okay. about, South Park. Ah, <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, it's—it's
1: it's just that, and it's yeah. This song's just wanting the full experience. It's wanting bad things because you learn from bad things. Yeah, like, if—if yeah. if you don't hear the shit opinions, you don't know why they're wrong. Like, mm-hmm. it's you, like. You can't, things that are suppressed come back in different ways and worse ways. Um, and that's
0: the like not to. This is also still derailing from the song, <laughs> but like with um, when you're arguing with someone or debating someone, the best way to argue against them is to completely understand their side and yeah. why they believe their side, um, and be able to explain their opinion better than they could. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can actually deconstruct something and yeah. and figure out the the. Deeper truth behind yeah. it. And, and, you,
1: and you can't fix a problem if you don't know what the problem is. Mm. And that's, you know, that's again kind of back to antidepressants and the way our society deals with mental health issues when they're just a response to capitalistic society where we're divorced from meaning and purpose. And we think quality of life is amazing. But as we saw at the start of, you know, COVID, if everything shuts down for two weeks, like if there's a pause in working for like two weeks or whatever, everything almost collapses in two weeks. Mm. How close is our society to complete collapse? Two weeks of no work. yeah, Like that's insane (laughs) But everyone thinks, oh, this is the best time to be alive. Everything's amazing. But if money doesn't come in for two weeks, everyone's like everything is just chaos. And that is scary. And that's the kind of society we have where we think everything's really great because we have all these comforts. But no one actually knows how to live outside of that. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, designed that way so that you have to work this job that you don't want that means nothing, so that someone else can continue making a lot more money than you. But, you know, you you it's your fault for being born. Like, how stupid is it that you have to fucking You literally have to earn a living. <laughs> like, that's insane. And we we didn't evolve to do that and that's why everyone's fucking depressed because Mm. our brains are meant to be dealing with serious things and you know you get yelled at about some nothing job that you're just like i don't give a fuck about this you don't (laughs) give a fuck about it why are we mad at each other because you didn't reply to my email on time like (laughs) you know just you know it's just there's so much um separation from what life really is like we we get to work 60 years and then enjoy a retirement when our bodies are broken (laughs) like that's just insane um when you know think of all the people that could be succeeding if they had better circumstances like how Mm. many um there's this really good quote that i can't completely remember but it's, it's essentially the line the along the lines of how many like how many einsteins have been lost to poverty and no education how many are sitting in how many einsteins are sitting in africa like walking 20 miles to get water yeah and can't like with like the the argument that you need to like and the other argument that you like people won't do things unless there's the like pressure of fucking homelessness or whatever our capitalism kind of thing is like Mm. Everything good I've done is not, is like, like I don't know if anyone knows this, but you don't make money <laughs> when doing music. So, like, the best things I've done, I've... You spend a lot of s- it. <laughs> so, yeah, I spend a lot of money to do this and yeah. it's because it's creation. It's mm-hmm. not because I'm being forced to work a job that is meaningless. Like, how much value have I contributed to the world in, like, a job versus this band? Like, yeah. it's very different thing. Um, and I think that that's what people are meant to do when they're not burdened by kind of meaninglessness. There's so much room for exploration and discovery emotionally and creatively and whatever else. Yeah. Um, so that's what that song's about. Yeah.
0: So in short, that song's about um, experience um, and UFOs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just looking at the lyrics again. But yeah, it, it kind of it really is the kind of uh what the album's about a little bit yeah just uh want, just like wanting
0: it, it we're trying to uh, well Liam it's trying to tell you go out and experience life completely like think about what you're doing don't do don't don't, do. don't sit in the middle zone of like just existing exist for um exist for your experience mm. figure out what you, what your experience is and and really like
1: do it think consciously about give yourself time to think about stuff like in quiet contemplation where you're not just your brain's not just reacting to things yeah let yourself like let yourself actually think yeah um about the present not you know whatever 24-hour news cycle is happening or whatever just be and have hard conversations and figure out what you actually want and how you actually feel and how you can better yourself like as best as possible like life sucks yeah um existence is suffering (laughs) um so it's you know, you got to do what you can with what you have. There, like that's the what it comes down to. And like sometimes it fucking sucks, and it's easy to say this. And like you know, two weeks ago I was fucking depressed as hell and um, didn't feel like this. But you know, I you got to have the belief that that comes back when you do the right things. And
0: yeah, yeah, live in the moment. Yeah, live in the moment. Yeah, have that up. extra drink. <laughs> ki- ki- kiss that girl. Oh <laughs> no, nah, I'm not just um live intentionally, really. Mm-hmm. and yeah, um, contemplate your existence because that's kind of what our brains are trying to do all the time. Think about what you're th- 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 don't don't just eat your food. think about the food you're eating, where it came from, how it was grown, how it was um, how it was put together, if you put it together, how you how those elements came together or whatever and where the, where those crops were harvested. Um, think about the individual flavors like li- really like i'm gonna go on this eating analogy because it's the easiest one to go with but um in, it, really think about every aspect of that experience yeah but in the saying time. that there's this
1: other quote that i'm
0: gonna butcher again because
1: i can't remember it exactly but it's basically like um when the brain um starts to understand the true nature of reality wants to destroy itself <laughs> um and which is backed up by like all the research about People with depression have um, um, more reality, attachment to reality. Mm. Um, it's often linked with uh, higher intelligence, so I must be the smartest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just, it was a joke about how depressed <laughs> I've been in my life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's an interesting thing that, uh, unfortunately, when you do start learning more about how things work, that's uh, when you look into stuff, there's not much good happening. There's a lot of a lot of corruption, um, which again goes back to our human nature, monkey brains, because we just want all the things for ourselves. And um, yeah.
0: Anyway, let's talk about a happy love song. Well, before that, um, you you in the bridge. Well, actually, I sing it. But um, live, die. Um, don't follow. Don't darkness. don't follow your darkness. Shine your light. So like despite what Liam's just said focus on like the love in your life well in saying that
1: i I had this conversation with my uh psych (laughs) (laughs) um i thought it was my girlfriend but then i remembered it was my psych so i have to be honest your other partner yeah Yeah. um i i find that as i was talking before like antidepressants i find that like you, you get told don't watch the news if it makes you like sad or like put your head in the sand. Basically, the the thing is put your head in the sand because mm-hmm. that will make you feel better. Yeah, it's like my thing is always well if everyone does that then nothing changes. Like mm-hmm. if everyone's got their head in the sand. So learn about how bad things are and use that as fuel to fight against that and mm-hmm. want a better society and um, better yourself because.
0: Would you say following the darkness is burying your head in the sand?
1: Oh, that's more. That's probably that's more personal rather than societal. I would say Um, that's you know don't let yourself go into negative um, thinking or um, cynicism. Yeah, which I'm pretty cynical, but.
0: Yeah, um, but the goal is not to be. I guess it, it's, you're it's, talking it's to yourself as well yeah. as like fo- try and focus on that love and light in your life. Yeah, well, and that's the this
1: <laughs> thing. It's not. It's not being fucking enlightened twenty four seven. Yeah. It's, no. it's. like, it's aim high, and what's that really shit quote? Oh, Reach for shoot the st-
0: for the stars and you'll land on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice. It's like that. It's like you hold. You hold this um you know it's the ideal version of yourself that you want to be if you always have that in mind like and when you fall from when you like don't live up to that that's like okay i can do better here Mm. um so it's just and it's like it's knowing that you're not always going to be that but that's who i should try to be yeah um but you know yeah cool love a flourishing forest (laughs) is a very nice song um
0: this is another one that Marcus wrote pretty much entirely, oh. I think. Um, what was the demo called? Oh, New Year's Steve? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that because he wrote it on, like, New Year's? Yeah, I think he wrote it on New Year's Day. No, he must have written on New Year's Eve. Otherwise, why would he have called it New Year's Steve? You know, well, yeah. I mean, there's many, <laughs> many questions as to why he would call it New Year's Steve. But, yeah, I think Marcus wrote this on, like, New Year's Eve, probably 2019 mm. would be my guess. Um, and yeah, it had to be because we recorded it in 2020. Unless you recorded it. Too... Isn't anyway, one, let's go. Did that it... when
1: you had like <coughs> New Year's Eve in a cemetery or something? Me? Yeah, didn't you? Where Marcus had something and you went there? You know how Marcus was when he lived in Brisbane. He always was at that cemetery.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it was just around the corner from yeah. his house.
1: I thought you had like New Year's there
0: when you. Maybe he did. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I've ever spent ago. New Year's in a cemetery. That sounds like something. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I don't think I've ever spent time in a cemetery that wasn't to see someone there. But um but anyway, New Year's Steve or Lovers of Flourishing Forest um started out again with something Marcus wrote like almost entirely and then handed over, being like, um here's this song, what do you think of it? And I think one of the reasons why put it in the same podcast as Love, Change, Hope, Pain as they came about... it. three and four. Well, three, <laughs> and three and four, but they also came only a couple of weeks away from each other. Um, so I think he was in a very similar uh, headspace and, and influence, very similar influences to both the songs, even though they're pretty different from each other. Mm. Um, you started this one. You, oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, that. You, you had these... Um, I think it was just a verse. You just yeah. had the verse and...
1: I was, I was quite happy with the melody.
0: Yeah, it was cool. And um, I was
1: like, I've got nothing else. So yeah. I just bailed and gave up and gave it to Dom.
0: And I, I believe it's the first verse, essentially. So I um, basically kept the melody and phrasing and just wrote my own words around it. Um, and I think I took... I took some of the words you'd even written. But just yeah. And but ones that don't didn't really mean much without the other context, so that I could use that as like a framework to build the rest of the song around. And I think I didn't know what I was gonna write it about when I started writing it. So um if it's not immediately obvious, it's about my partner. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um but I wanted to write a love song in a way that's um, creative, I guess, um, to to talk about it in terms of analogy and metaphor. But that first verse is very literal. Um, so I took that, used that, and then thought, well, I can't do this for the chorus of the second verse or whatever. How can I build on this? And really make it a different concept and and um the way ben gibbard from death cab writes lyrics um it's very uh visual so you really get a sense of um like a picture of something as you're listening to it and
1: like where gloves go (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's, I knew you were thinking about that. The glove compartment isn't is inaccurately named, and everybody knows it. So I think it's great. So it's it's so, it's so nah. I I don't know. I I think it's like um. Actually, I'm I'm moving away a little bit, but that's all right. Um, I was listening to an Andrew Huberman podcast the other day about creativity, and he was talking about um, how something truly creative. In other words, good art. What it does is makes you notice or realize something about reality that is um, it, it's peculiar, unique, or different, mm. um, without you completely knowing what you're actually realizing and noticing. And I think Ben Gibbard does that in the way that he describes, like scenes. He he'll. Like that, like the glove compartment is inaccurately named, and everybody knows it. It's just, um, what what are the words? And and he says, um, he describes what's in it. It's full of like souvenirs from better times, and and he's like really just describing a scene from like a film, basically. Um, Isn't it
1: more so? He's using something not for its proper utility. He's not storing his gloves in there. Yeah, so sure. If if he <laughs> had, then it would be appropriately named. Yeah, I guess. So. It's like yeah. if I put a. Um, but I'm not talking about the specific lyrics. It's I'm like if about. I had a coat rack and then for some reason decide to hang plants on it. Like that's not proper. <laughs> someone's like, well, why isn't this named the plant rack? Yeah, sorry, so, I'm but, just. But you are, you are.
0: But <laughs> what he's tapped into is like. Um, uh, this like deeper reality of like, well, everybody uses it for these things. Like there's there's like photos in there or there'll be like something that like you might have been sitting in the car with like a friend or whatever and had some yeah. weird object and you've just put that in there. So um, to bring that back to Love is a Flourishing Forest, I, w- I wanted to write something that you could describe like a scene. So mm-hmm. in that second verse, I've taken on like the metaphor of a forest. Um and I guess also in the title. But like it's it's one a metal metaphor but also a, a scene where I'm talking about like um not physical objects of like love and connection and describing them in ways like birds singing and and vines. Birds make love, you've written. I have. So <laughs>
1: um <laughs> I imagine you were watching birds fuck one day and wrote that. No, it's not accurate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're really taken away from this song here. Sorry. But um
1: We shouldn't do two podcasts back to back because I just get delirious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, My
1: brain can't focus for this long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but really like um I wanted to describe this like beautiful scene of of a forest in like total harmony because to me, that's what a a good relationship is, in, in where both parties are like trying to. What are you going to say?
1: It feels like. It feels almost Adam and Eve Like in a. I mean, forest garden. Yeah. Two people like building a. Like
0: Creating something and, and, and it's growing from yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's definitely. A bad Adam and Eve. It's not about Adam uh, and Eve. I read um, this.
1: Um, I'm just going to turn this into just a fuck podcast. I read this thing um, yesterday. There's this um, declassified CIA document <laughs> um, called the Adam and Eve story. Okay. Um, and it's about how, like, I mean, this is going to be confirmed in the next like 10 years, um, but it's how there, about like how there's been a ancient civilization that um, has been kind of ignored and not talked about um etc yep and about all the cataclysms that go throughout like every society's
0: history yeah and we're getting graham hancocky stuff. up in here yeah <laughs> right. i wasn't gonna mention it but it, no but it, yeah so
1: it's, a, it's yeah. you can like
0: go on fucking CIA.com and I, i've read, read i haven't read this um declassified report but i've read like tweets about it um, oh true and, yeah. and people talking about it so yeah yeah um I'm in the know With what you're talking about here (laughs) Anyway
1: I'm just yeah I'm just saying anything That comes to mind Well
0: it's got absolutely Nothing to do with the song (laughs) But that's fine (laughs) Um, For anyone that's interested In the way we talk about songs um, This one isn't for you (laughs) Um, Nah I'll bring it back though So I really wanted to like Make a scene Out of that second verse And I think it it really ties into how relationships build and grow together and, and um,
1: it's like, it's, it's, it's own thing. It's own life form. That yeah, to be definitely. Treated as such. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, it, I'm, there's no specific thing that like birds can represent or whatever, but there are so many different aspects that go into a relationship that all need to be in perfect harmony for it to flourish and and grow together it's like
1: um there's this really good quote in scrubs um from turk and jd combined um where they're trying to give some advice to jd and um it's uh love is like a butterfly uh if you hold it too tight you'll crush it if you hold it too loose it'll fly away <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god scrubs has so many good quotes and that's not one of them <laughs> Jeez. Uh,
1: how did um when did the idea for because like it's a it's kind of like a it's an interesting song because there's some like really big bits but like the first minute of the song is very chill mm-hmm. and pretty. And then the chorus is massive, but then the bridge was angry. Yeah. And, um, when did you instantly go, I'm just going to go ham on the bridge and scream.
0: Um, it's the only thing that felt right there. Cause it, like, I wouldn't say it's angry. It's like, sure. I'm screaming it or whatever, but it's like passion almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that guitar solo Marcus does, picture him whenever you listen to that song, picture him on his knees, um, shirtless, shirtless with gloves fingerless on. gloves, playing this guitar solo. Because um, that's how I picture him. <laughs> but like it, the screams really go hand in hand with that solo, yeah, to be it honest. Kinda, it's it like wanna, a. It
1: just pops out of nowhere, that yeah, whole section. Yeah. Um, in a cool
0: way. Yeah. And and. and really it was just like i don't it didn't feel like anything else was meant to fit in that section it it was either going to be screams or it was going to just be that guitar solo and i think they work really well together in like this like elevated level of passion before it brings back to that chorus um,
1: what's that line mean to you
0: i'm guessing you know um and, and it's interesting because like um so my hint of light in the dark um comes from a 2011 record called threads by a band called now now um it's one of my favorite records of all time and lyrically it's it's um very good but it's also the entire thing's about like a broken relationship so it doesn't completely translate to the way i've used it but i just wanted to use um that that line so casey delega from now now uses that line throughout the whole record so what that record means to me um is massive and i wanted to like pay homage to that in my own way and i don't have a broken relationship um (laughs) Um, maybe i will after this podcast but no um so she describes hint of light in the dark only enough to keep from giving up um in reference to like i assume to wanting to be back in this relationship but like my partner is still my hint of light in the dark and my like reason to keep doing what i do and and try and be like the best I, best person I can be, in life and creatively as well. Um, so, go listen to that album if you haven't already. It's, it's incredible and it's like a, almost feels like a moment in time yeah. that can never be recreated now. Um, so threads by now, now it's probably top three to top five favorite albums of all time.
1: Check it out.
0: Check it out. Um, that might be, love well, is a flourishing forest. Oh, we can talk about the Portuguese, I guess. Oh,
1: yeah, talk about it. Yeah. It's so like the the, the people.
0: <laughs> the Portuguese people? No, no. So um, in the title, there's some Portuguese in there. Floresta, um, florescendo. Literally just means flourishing forest. Um, and for ages, I had them backwards because I put it into google translate no i didn't put it into google translate (laughs) that's what it was (laughs) um
1: just so no one thinks we're just being one of those bands that um puts a different uh, language and in their stuff to seem cool and edgy it's usually not portuguese it's usually spanish or
0: no it's usually japanese japanese yeah Yeah. we did do that though we did we were 18 (laughs)
1: um Yeah, but would you like to explain why Portuguese is meaningful? Sure.
0: So, my partner is from Brazil. Um, So, Portuguese is her native language. So, when I first met her, um, her English was good, but it wasn't like what it is now. So, I I was like, well, straight away, I want to learn Portuguese. Um, So, I started learning Portuguese, especially to speak to her family and stuff, and obviously someone being from brazil portuguese is very intertwined into who she is um and i wanted to put that in the song somehow i've listened to the bring me the horizon record ammo (laughs) um very similar concept i guess ollie's partner or wife or whatever is from brazil speaks portuguese
1: Dude, you just, like,
0: want to do everything Ollie does. Yeah, man, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I just love him so much. Um, Don't piss on anyone. <laughs> <no. laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, a- and um, <laughs> he, he puts Portuguese into that record, actually. I mean, with the title as well, like, uh, Amor is the word for love. Um, it's a little bit weird because Amor is, like, the word for, like, i love it's not the word for love as a noun um so no i'm just thinking about that now but anyway um and he puts it in in a couple of songs one in particular in mother tongue and he says it really 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 weirdly in like a very very british accent Mm. (laughs) and it's kind of like nails to a chalkboard i assume for native portuguese speakers and I thought, if I do that, I'm also going to butcher it. <laughs> so I, I tried a few different ways. Um, it, mostly in that Screamed Bridge, I was going to put something in there initially, but nothing felt like I could actually nail it. And I was terrified of sounding like Ollie did. Um, great song, but he butchers the words. I also um, just,
1: sorry to cut you off, I also just realised, um, I thought you were talking about tongues, I think you were, but we also did the um, other language thing with Sanctuary.
0: Oh, yeah, but the, that language did mean something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah, but the Japanese in tongues didn't. It, did not. it literally meant Masenko, which is the signature attack of a young Gohan in <laughs> Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we moved past the point of doing things because they're fun or funny yeah. as a band. And sometimes I think we should bring it back. Yeah. So maybe we should have just left this as New Year's Steve. Oh <laughs> maybe it would have been more successful. But no, I think we're um we can probably wrap up. Love is a flourishing forest. It's um actually probably one of my favorite songs. Um, or at least choruses that I've written yeah, in a long time. And uh I think it was uh producer's favorite song, mm. Jimmy. Um really liked it as well. So we were thinking it was gonna be a single until all the other singles emerged as definite need to be singles. Mm. Um, maybe we'll play live. Maybe we won't. That's up to you guys whether you listen to it or not. So please stream the album. Um, again, we got a tour in February. Don't talk about tour. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a tour coming up. Yeah. We're playing in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. Are. It's our first headline tour in four years. Mm-hmm. We're gonna play a are bunch. Are of Are you nervous about it? Not yet. My, th- it doesn't kick in until it's closer. It's like the ADHD waiting. It's like the time. It's like not now. Currently. Object
0: permanence. Yes. But whatever. It's the, it's the like, now or not yeah. now. So it's yeah.
1: currently it's not now. Yeah. And then it will just hit at some point. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Practice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, we um. Going on headline tour, going to play the longest set. We played for a while so we can play all the songs. We've got a lot of songs now. Yeah, I it's guess. hard to
0: fit them into a set list.
1: Yeah. it's um, And a lot of our songs are like very different vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of have those, you know, conformist versus supernova type songs. Yeah. Um But, uh, yeah, we're going to play.
0: Well, the thing is when we're touring with other bands, we can tailor the set to what they sound yeah, like a little bit. But when it's where... <laughs> when we're the headliner, it's like, oh. Yeah how does this, uh, how do we fit this angry song next to Bloom? And yeah, it's,
1: it's hard to build the vibe of a set because, yeah, we have so many different style songs. So, you know, a section of our set will sound like a post-hardcore band and then it'll sound like Coldplay. Yeah. Um,
0: That's just what you get when you come and see us, I guess. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, we'll be playing songs off every release except for Ghosts. Um, which well... Is- what are you going to? You no,
0: no, but like, does Roses count as like, it's Ghost Era? Yeah. It was on Ghosts until to on we ghost, took it off yeah. Ghosts. Um, so.
1: so if you, actually, yeah, if you, if it's our most requested song, I feel, Roses, to play live. So mm. um, if that sells you to come to the tour, we um, will be playing that. Yeah. As well as all the songs, man. Just everything. Yeah.
0: We might even play the Ghost CP in full. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, definitely um, not
1: yeah we're, we're pretty stoked um it's been a while since we've actually just kind of got to tailor something you know to ourselves and just for people who like us so um yeah I'm, I'm excited i feel like um yeah i feel like it's gonna be good,
0: good yeah times. we have some really cool bands that are coming along on a couple of the shows so um can't wait to play with them i've seen some of them live before, and they're just incredible. So we're very lucky to have them along with us. Yeah, it's. Uh, Some of them should be playing above us. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but no, it's 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 a really good package, and I think it's a package. Um, I think it's really tailored to how we sound. There's. there's yeah. Not much. Yeah. Discrepancy like there is. It's it's hard kind of for our style band because there's not that many bands. Yeah. That sound like us, it's either way heavier or way softer.
0: Unless we tour with Young Lions, which is like, Young Lions, reach out. We'd love to tour with you again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, we will be playing a show with them in five days for New Year's Eve. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sick. Anyway, see So ya. tickets on <laughs> sale now. Um, playing the the what are you I thought
1: you were going to spell out the website again
0: well, I will do that now <laughs> but um, no we're, we're playing Sydney at the um, Chippo Hotel at oh, on the 10th of February we're playing Bad Decisions Bar in Melbourne on the 17th and then on the 24th we play Oskulligans in Brisbane so uh, please buy a ticket because they're, they're not the biggest venue so there's not actually that many tickets available so um, if you want to come and see us you probably need to buy a ticket first otherwise you may miss the opportunity. Mm.
1: And that would be very sad.
0: <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for having us. Um, we've been the comfort. Go to our website, www.thecomfortmusic.com forward slash shows to buy tickets. So thank you very much. See you next time. Good night.